Miller? I have to watch Predator 2 now because clearly there's like some connections. Oh there. shit! Barely. It's. I heard it was it's good. Terrible. No, it's awful. We were said that's fucking. I mean, either yeah. has really bad taste or are lying to you. It's fucking terrible. Really? It's not great. The first one's incredible. The first one is great, yeah. But the cast is amazing. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like how how do you make Predator terrible? Turn it into like a cop drama with inner city gangs. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you know who I yeah. want fighting the Predator. The police, hmm. the most competent people. A guy with a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you like prey. I did like prey. I mean, you yeah. kill a bunch of fur traders. I'm, I'm watching. Would the predator give a fuck about like Indians? He didn't. He was looking for like you know someone worthy of a battle. Really, it looked like this predator was going from like animal to animal. Like it was his first visit to Earth, his first vacation here. Oh, uh, that might make sense. Well, he was working his way up the food chain. Yeah, he did like a snake. And so the girl he sees, uh, and he's kind of like, oh, you're, like, getting knocked around by the other dudes. Like, you're not really worth my time. So then he fights the other dudes. So, like, fur traders will show up, and he's like, oh, you guys are fucking fucking shit. Let's see what you got. I just figure they, like, based it off their weaponry. Because they only seem to like things with high-tech weaponry. But I guess if they've been visiting for a long they time, might maybe later. that's just the only thing yeah. them. Well, they even did it that the Predator had, like, arrows. He didn't have, like, a laser gun right. yet. Yeah, they try to like. Well, they try to match the technology of their prey. Yeah. Well, that's true. Make it a worthy hunt. So I guess that would make sense then. Yeah. Like they don't use like plasma cannons against people who are throwing rocks at them. He kills like a fucking snake or something at first. So he's like literally just discovering like what is on Earth. That part was a little silly, but I mean, and, and it wasn't perfect. It wasn't a perfect movie. I love these civilizations with interstellar travel who like can't figure out what the like, dominant yeah. life form on a fucking planet is. <laughs> like, is this thing it? <laughs> Did it build these buildings? Nope, it doesn't have arms. But they did say <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill it, which I love very much. Right. That's like a hitchhiker's guide. He thought the cars were the dominant life form, so he's trying to introduce himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw a post of like the real mass that they were going to use instead of the CGI mass. It looked so much better. Oh, but he was all practical. I think they changed it. No. To I, CGI oh. to his face, right? Oh, I didn't think so. I thought it or was just all. Or they did a little both. Mm. A little bit mm. of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they mixed it. Because, yeah, I saw some things. But, you know, people on the internet, they're always lying about shit. What? They are. It's true. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thought it was cool. It was uh, it was pretty fun. And, like, good native tale. Fucking the tribes, all, all the tribes' young men died, though. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, all your warriors are gone, good bro. Boy. That's That's going to be a rough year for you. Unless you're an elder, then you just get to fuck. Because <laughs> you're the only guy left. <laughs> you got to remake the tribe. It's true. It happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> you can just like hide off in the you can hide off in the hills for a bit from the rival fucking tribes, and you know, yeah. just get down for a few fucking. She layers. does say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, all the men are dead. Look get over it. Get plowing.
<laughs> All right. Well, on that note, let's start the show. Let's plow right in. <laughs> hey there, folks. Welcome to Intermission. I am Tiffa, and as you heard, I'm joined by my two co-hosts. We got Mark. Hello. <laughs> we got Joshua. Greetings. I'm suddenly very quiet. <laughs> I know. You guys always have to make that part the most awkward for me. Is it us? <laughs> Unknown. <laughs> this week was a Mark pick, and he chose the cosmic horror cult classic Event Horizon from 1997. And I had never seen it before. This was uh, my Which first was time. Wild to me that you had never seen it. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. So many lost years, Mark. I know. What the fuck do you mean lost years? I could have been watching this drunk with friends for years. That's all you for like fucking 20 years straight of your life all you did was watch movies. I know and I missed this somehow. <laughs> I don't think you can claim lost years. It's not like you were like We have so many other memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like there was two books in your house and you only ever just read the one book. But my glasses broke. <laughs> yeah. It's like I have Moby Dick and the dictionary. <laughs> There's time now. Uh. Oh no, it's not fair. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, we could have been hung over Josh watching this on the couch. Having a great time. I'm still not convinced we hadn't at some mm. point, but I, I, nothing really came to memory. I mean, except for the parts that like looked like other things. Like mm. I was kind of like, oh. it's been memed a lot too. So I mean, I've seen it like a, a dozen times probably, and I didn't remember most of the movie too. So I was like, mm. oh yeah, I remember this part. <laughs> oh yeah, no eyes. Jazz is actually watching it right now in the living room. I can hear like, no fucking way. Oh! <laughs> it's a very loud movie. <laughs> It's it really is, loud, dude. In fact, like <laughs> that's was, really funny. It's I don't find it to be a very scary movie, right? Except if you turn the volume off, I don't think you'd jump once. <laughs> it's loud. It's startling. I would say that it is very tense and suspenseful, and that like looms throughout the entire film. I saw it in the theaters, and the gore is what really got everybody. It wasn't yeah. really jump squirt scares. Scare, it was just kind of like jump squirts. Jump squirts. <laughs> I had to lay a little blanket down on the chair at the movie theater. No. My favorite type of squirt is a jump squirt. <laughs> Squirted a little. Apparently, the original working title was The Stars, My Destination. That would be a good short story name. Right. Yeah. Like, that sounds like a Stephen... Like, if this, Stephen King had wrote this, that sounds like what the fucking short story would be called. Yeah. And then they'd be like, let's call it, like, let's rename it after the ship or something. Right. Yeah. Let's dumb it down a little bit. That's too smart. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's like be the body, yeah. and they'll be like, "No, stand by me." Yeah. What? Because the body works for a short story, but not for a movie title. Like, right. Actually, there is a movie called The Body, and I'll tell you what. Don't got nothing to do with that. Mm. No. The, I looked at the mo- the show, The Baby, and it has nothing to do with an adult baby like the movie, The Baby. I was pretty nope. bummed out about it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. There's a movie called. Jennifer's body, and it has a lot to do with Jennifer's body. Well, that movie's great. Is that Megan Fox? It's great. You hadn't seen yeah. that until like recently too, right? Yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen. It's so another COVID. one I've been telling you for years to go watch. So it just like never came up. Doesn't trust you. I don't know. Doesn't like you. Uh, that's like one of my favorites. Skeptic. No, I love that movie. That movie was so much fun. I'm not killing people. I'm killing boys. <laughs> yeah, and Megan Fox was hot and great in it. Yeah. It's just smoking hot. <laughs> dude, like, so hot. Like, fuck Transformers or whatever the fucking everyone yeah. discovered her, dude. She's, like, smoking hot in that movie. And they live in, like, Devil's Cobble Pot or something. <laughs> the Penguin's <Yeah>. Asshole? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, a couple taglines for this film, not 15 like we're used to. A haunted ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A missing crew. 
an infinite evil. Let's go on. Right? A haunted spaceship. Mm -hmm. And then infinite space. Okay. Infinite terror. And then apparently, let's go on. A haunted spaceship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like Simple and Ollie. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. If you didn't get that reference, you have to stop listening now. Turn it off the podcast. (laughs) Thank you. For the scholars out there. Yeah, it's a haunted spaceship. And what do you want? The space rescue crew of the Lewis and Clark search for the lost ship of the event horizon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Another Tuesday. No problem. It is technically a horror movie, which I was not aware of before I saw Like when. I, so what did you think going in? A sci-fi. So aliens. You're both. Alien. Alien is, alien is a horror movie. Like a, like a sunshine or some kind of. Aliens is not. Yeah. yeah. Aliens. Yeah. Alien is a horror movie. Aliens yeah. is okay. more of an action flick. Yeah. So. Aliens, Got the it. action yeah, one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you thought like a creature. You thought like a monster. Oh, uh, like creature feature, yeah. Oh, I was waiting for them to be fucking morons going in, poking at eggs, even though they're fucking oh. <laughs> incredibly intelligent science people. Let's take off our helmet in another planet. I mean, they kind of did. Homeboy engineer just stuck his fucking fist into the vent horizon of a yeah. horrible black hole. No, that's fair. <laughs> black goo, huh? That's cool. Jesus. Part of this movie for me, too, was just like, ah, please stop doing that. This is very stressful and tense, literally because you're doing that. No. And I like, I kind of liked everyone, so like, I didn't really want them to die. Spoiler alert. It was a great cast. People died. Great cast. Great cast. And we got Paul Anderson or Paul W.S. Anderson as the director. And he's mostly like a writer producer guy. He did direct Mortal Kombat, Soldier. And Alien vs. Predator. Alien vs. Mm. Predator. Throwback to our initial conversation. That's right. Yeah. And he did Resident Evil. He's he's <laughs> <laughs> That's where I know the name. He's married to Mila Jovovich. I think he was. I don't think they are anymore. He's the he's the Resident Evil guy. Yeah. Man. He's the Resident Evil guy. Exactly. What a great series of movies. And he did Monster Hunter with her. <laughs> Those yeah. are, oddly <laughs> enough, we haven't watched any. They actually, oddly enough, kind of are, in the stupidest way, a great series of movies. Oh, I enjoy them all. I've seen them all multiple times. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. No, they're they're amazing in their own way. They're very special. Mm, yeah. And they do build, you know, it's like a mansion, then a city, and then apocalyptic wasteland, and... There is, like, a continuing, like, yeah. storyline that you loosely yeah. the whole thing, too. I'm sure Mortal Kombat and Soldier are better. Soldiers are great. Yeah. Mortal Kombat is not. Soldier is in the Guinness Book of World Records. For what? For lead actor with the least amount of lines. Yeah, no, he <laughs> says, like, one thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I did hear Kurt Russell was like, don't worry about the reviews of Event Horizon, because uh, it's going to become a cult classic, and people will love it, bro. And it totally did. Hmm. Well, apparently, too, Paul Anderson directed his first film, Shopping, was so violent, it was banned in, like, English theaters and went straight to video in the U.S. And it's from 1994, but it was his first movie and it was too violent, much like this movie, apparently, which was also too violent for most people, or too gory. Was it? NC-17. When did it come out? 97. Yeah, it's rated R. Uh, Maybe by 97 standards, I guess. I felt like I could have used more gore. I know there was... Plenty, but like, oh, yeah, I actually find it super gory. But well, apparently, all the deleted footage is like the gore that happened when they went through the horizon, like the people like being murdered and butchered. There's like mm-hmm. apparently like, 10 more minutes of that shit. Oh, you mean when it turned into like a fucking Rob Zombie video? Yeah. <laughs> 30 minutes more of the Hellraiser pinhead, like fucking pins flying through people's faces and shit. Yeah, 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 white zombie video. That sounds great. <laughs> 
30 more minutes of Guar playing live. <laughs> fucking minutes of fucking horror and screaming. <laughs> Perfect. Mark said, great cast. Lawrence Fishburne. It's Captain Miller. He's our main guy. But uh, you might know him best as Morpheus, right? From the Matrix. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> he has other roles, I think. Yeah, he's good in everything. Larry Fishburne? That's from a long time ago when he was in Pee Wee's Playhouse. He was a cowboy something. Cowboy Curtis, I believe. Cowboy Curtis. Sure. Why not? That makes sense. Yeah, he was credited as Larry Fishburne in that. But yeah, he's he's in a bunch of shit. You've seen it. You love him. You know him. He's in John Wick and stuff, too. Ooh. Sam Neill was Dr. Weir, and you would probably know him best as Dr. Grant. What? From the Jurassic Park franchise. And I honestly thought he did a surprisingly great job. Yeah, man, he was great. No complaints. I was buying whatever he was selling. The- I was into it. And it just goes to show you, you never know which one of your friends would make a great, like, pseudo-Cenobite, you know? <laughs> That's funny. So Jason Isaac was DJ. He's Lucius Malfoy from Harry Potter, which we talk about every now and then. And he's the bad British guy in The Patriot. We've never talked about Harry Potter ever on this podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I think we should talk about The Patriot someday. Oh, he killed Heath Ledger. Did he sell the drugs? <laughs> no, not in real life. In the movie. <laughs> the Patriot. No, in The Patriot. He's, uh, oh, right. he's the anti-Semitic <sighs> yeah, bigot son. I've seen The Patriot. What's that guy's theme? fucking name? The anti-dentite? Uh, Mel Gibson. <laughs> Mel Gibson. Yeah, Mel Gibson. Yeah, he's that guy's son in the film. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Jason Isaac kills his son because he's like, fuck you. Uh, Kathleen Quinlan as Peters. She's known for Apollo 13 and American Graffiti, but around my house... She's best known for her roles as Helen in Twilight Zone, the movie. She was the uh, teacher. Yeah. Yeah, she totally oh, was. Oh, she had that little like bodysuit on with the like red stripes. <laughs> yes, mm. she did. Oh, I great, remember that. Great memory, Mark. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she was also Kurt Russell's kidnapped wife in Breakdown and the mom in the remake of The Hills of Eyes. So that's pretty good. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Julie Richardson is Stark. She hasn't really been in much, but she was Hella in this and she was in Nip Tuck. But I've not had the pleasure of seeing that show. Oh, Sean talks about that all the time. Nip Tuck. I know. Yeah. He wants me to watch it all the time. And I always go, sure, never. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never doing that. Sorry, Sean. Sounds great, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up. Do right on watch whatever weird fucking stupid show you want me to watch. <laughs> Be right there. Yeah. But I liked Stark's character a lot. I thought she was very fucking cool and badass. But that's also what's cool about like spaceship fucking movies like that. There's always some fucking rad chicks in it. So I imagine everyone did their deep thoughts. Oh, God, yes. Oh, hello. And thought about them hard as I did. I put so much deep thought into my deep thought. This movie made me think about so much stuff. Like, there were so many comparisons of this, of Event Horizon, and like Warhammer 40k, the Berserk manga. Oh. I don't see Berserk manga, but... I heard Alien meets The Exorcist. Yeah, all right, yeah. I heard it compared to Doom, especially Doom 3. Interesting. I <laughs> mean... That is the plot to Doom, is on Mars, they're conducting research on teleportation technology, and they go from a portal to hell. <laughs> yeah. Again, this is not a unique idea in sci-fi, so okay. this is what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and some of the prestige horror folks, you know, calling it Lovecraftian horror brought to the screen. Oh, about Lovecraft. Cosmic? I'd say it's cosmic horror. I mean, uh, Lovecraft did kind of invent that genre, yeah. or had a hand in inventing it at least. Yeah, and the idea that, like, the weakness of human sanity, like, being put into a situation where they're, like, transcending their, their knowledge and just going completely crazy. Mm, yeah. 
Like, they know it's fake. Yeah. Do they? Sort of, but, like, they can't I mean, control, like... like that one bitch walked right off the edge yeah, she, following her I son. Know, she got glamoured. Clearly could not have been there, like... That's what I'm saying, like... Yeah. Does your... Your your kid is not there. You know that, right? I, I literally wrote like, that in my notes. Like, at this point... Yeah, there had to be some kind of shared delusion going on. Yeah. We're we're three quarters of the way in through the film at this point. You know that that's not your kid. Yeah. And you, you've all told each other that you're seeing shit that you shouldn't possibly be seeing. No. Yes. But yeah, it's just like in those situations, yeah. it's like, well, I'm dumb. I mean, I'm a stupid human in these kind of situations. Yeah. Your brain's all muddled. And if you can smell things and feel like fire and heat that isn't there, then it's like, it confuses you. Even I do more. like that he said that. He was like, yeah, I felt, I felt heat. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. We kissed. It was passionate. Well, we'll talk about that too, where Dr. Weir's trying to gaslight everybody, but... Yeah, did one of you want to go first? Mine's pretty long. No. I'm going to go first. No, yours, yours first, then. Okay. <laughs> I will go first. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate it. I got as stoned as possible. I made mine, so. Oh, I was super stoned when I... Mm. Still stoned, actually. Okay. <laughs> By switching the reality that hell is a torment below our feet that measures morality to a scientific potentially beyond our comprehension... Anderson effectively mind-fucked a 16-year-old Mark who had just abandoned Catholic ideologies two years earlier. There you go. All right. You went to Catholic school? I did. Grew up Catholic. And then, like, when I was, like, 12, 14, my mom was like, we're not going to church anymore. We're done with that. And I was like, cool, dope, whatever. And then I, she was like, ah, I don't believe in the Bible. I don't believe in all this stuff. There's no heaven. So I was like, okay, well, calm down. <laughs> and then I saw this movie, and I was like, oh, well, what if hypothetically hell does exist? But it's like scientific in nature it's not like this but in a different way than we think it is yeah and i kind of had another like oh no yeah and then i outgrew that but you know when you're 16 and dumb and you're learning about things so yeah that's that's what this movie did for me too when i saw this movie i left it going being like oh wait maybe i should rethink some things i mean i didn't but <laughs> yeah but you thought about maybe doing it right <laughs> for like a second yeah. 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 See, my mom stopped going to church too, but she just dropped me off and made me keep going. That's fucking bullcrap. You didn't have to go. <laughs> okay, that's kind of fucked up. I had to go to church alone. Well, it sounds like your mom just still believed it didn't want to go. That's where Mark's mom was like, she didn't no, abandon this space. Yeah. This is bullshit. She stabs the cross like fucking Vlad and Dracula <laughs> and like blood starts shooting out. She thought our church was too money focused and no matter how much mm. like time of her she devoted or like weird classes she took she never got to do like certain things that other people who had hello money got to do for our church or whatever interesting probably not wrong shit i don't care about i'm sure she is i mean look at the world yeah. <laughs> as it is right now all right nice. well all right so this is my deep thought and it's <laughs> step one get ready all right, one. i'm ready okay so i think it was my buddy ian that told me Event Horizon was Hellraiser in space, and I'm sorry if it was someone else, but I remember Ian saying it also. And as a Hellraiser enthusiast, that's kind of where I'm living, and like I couldn't help but want to connect this movie in the timeline of the other Hellraiser films. So that's like kind of what I did for my deep thought is where it would fit in the Hellraiser mm, film franchise so... specifically, not the books. So real quick to sorry to interrupt, but. Is there actually a Hellraiser in space yet? Yes. Bloodline. Hellraiser okay. 4. Bloodline. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Starring Adam Scott. Okay. <laughs> and what year does that take place? 21, 27. 2040. Uh, <laughs> 2046. That's all in here. The 2040 was the year that it, the Event Horizon launched. 2047 yes. is when it came back. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then and then Bloodline. Here, I'll explain it. It's all in here. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if this is dumb, but 
there might be people who don't know what Hellraiser is, and it's a book and film series created by Clive Barker. If you haven't seen a Hellraiser, one and two are a perfect set. You should watch them together. Iconic 80s body horror. When people talk about body horror, they're probably talking about Hellraiser. I highly recommend them. Also, contrary to popular belief, all the films are good in their own way, and you should watch them all for fun, and that's all I'm going to say about that. (laughs) (laughs) So my deep thought, there are eight films in the Hellraiser film timeline, and there's more after that, but I'm only doing the first original eight films. (laughs) Eight? Okay. So from from Hellraiser 1 to Hellraiser 8 Hellworld, right? Okay. But I would place Event Horizon sometime between Hellraiser 3 from 1992 and Hellraiser 4 Bloodline, like we said, is actually also in space, stars Adam Scott, no big deal. So at the end of Hellraiser 2, the Leviathan, which is a hell-like god, like hella old, older than time, obsessed with order and like balance. It's also in charge of the Cenobite, creates Cenobites, has a labyrinth of the maze of the mind or whatever. But it becomes cracked in the second film at the end, when the lament configuration is solved by Kirsty and Tiffany. And when that happens is the Leviathan cracks and it sends out like little souls, like seeds kind of to find other ways of gaining power while it's shut down. Okay. So those seeds could then enable someone who had desired to open the gates of hell or just a desire. It would give them the power to open the gates of hell, like kind of like the box, the lament configuration. And then this allows the Leviathan to take full control of Dr. Weir forcing him to do his bidding or whatever and giving it full control of the event horizon, which is why everyone's having horrific waking nightmares that occur while they're on board. All right. Still with me? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So after the Leviathan was shut down, basically, in Hellraiser 2, Hellraiser 3 in 1992, Pinhead was then able to come to Earth and do, like, whatever he pleased, like, completely unbound to anything. Like, the Leviathan no longer controls him. So he has to create his own gash of like pseudo Cenobites to replace his original hardcore gash of Cenobites who are now no longer there to help him create a hell on earth. But the pseudo Cenobites weren't really seen before that. And they're like unfinished Cenobites who haven't finished their transformations. They haven't really gone to hell and been tortured for a billion years first before they become them. They're just kind of like thrown in. And then when they die, they kind of go back to hell. Some of them get to become real Cenobites, but not all of them. So... More are created in the fourth film in Bloodline, and the fourth film takes place in space initially in the year 2127. Dr. Weir essentially believed in the Christian theocracy that everyone who commits suicide will reside in hell for all eternity. Then he intentionally created the gravity drive as a portal to hell to see his dead wife. Uh, His obsession created the connection between him and the Leviathan, giving the Leviathan control of the ship and everyone in it, regardless of their desire for shit. Mm. And the lament configuration, which is known as the box, and the gravity drive in Event Horizon are, like, man-made connections to Leviathan and Hell. And even though Pinhead didn't come, like, when he got this call, because Leviathan's kind of, like, disconnected, but Dr. Weir ended up being, like, a perfect choice for a pseudo-Cenobite to hold down that fort, you know, somewhere between the third and fourth movies. And some say he's still floating there to this day. That was awesome. He got sucked into the portal. He did. Yeah. But the ship did eventually get kicked out of the portal. You know, the first time. Yeah, well, it got brought back, I think, purposefully. Yeah, I do. I had thought that he was trying to save his wife or bring her back as well. Yeah. Because why else show all the suicide stuff? Yeah, because he knew what happened and he purposefully was like, okay, if she's fucking in hell, then I'm going to make 
this connection, so I'm going to see her again. A fucking ship that can go to hell. <laughs> yeah, he's just a fucking, like, tortured widow, widower or whatever, right? So he's constantly yeah. crying about his dead wife and shit, and he didn't spend enough time with her. My wife. Oh, I, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. Oh, I mean. I was just getting that, like, whatever entity was bleeding through in the event horizon was just using his own weaknesses against him to come open the doorway back up. Yes. Hmm. All right, Josh. Tell us your deepest thoughts. <laughs> so a lot of people think this movie is a, uh, I don't agree with this, but a lot of people think this movie is like a secret uh, Warhammer lore prequel, like in disguise. I heard that. Oh, shit. I, I, don't, I think there's definitely some similarities, but as we discussed earlier, they're not super rare in um, <laughs> sci-fi, the portal to hell through science gone rogue. So I, I don't agree with that, but it's still fun to talk about. So basically in Warhammer, how faster than light travel is possible is there's two realities that are stacked on top of each other. There is the materium, which is where we're at material. And then there is the in materium, which is like a realm of just psychic energy. Basically they're also known as uh, real space and warp space. So the way uh, ships travel is just like literally just like hit event horizon. You uh, punch a hole in the materium through real space, travel into warp space, and it is just a quicker point between two destinations. But why people say it's a prequel is because the end materium, warp space, and Warhammer is literally hell. <laughs> like, quite literally, like, it's where the chaos gods live, it's where demons live. It is all the negative psychic energy of every living thing to ever exist in our universe compiled onto this realm of reality. It wasn't always like that, just but since every living thing is kind of shitty and like it just has turned into that over centuries. And uh, the more intelligent living things get, the more like perverse this realm becomes as like people just find new, more creative ways of being shitty. So every time a spaceship enters that, they knowingly are traveling through hell. And it's only through the use of the emperor, the god king. <laughs> The Emperor is just such a powerful psychic that he acts like a lighthouse, a beacon in this place. So other powerful psychics who like are navigators who guide the ship basically use his psychic profile as the North Star. Otherwise, ships would just instantly become lost in there. Uh -huh. um, even though they are routinely, consistently lost in there because the longer you're in there, the more it starts driving crew members mad. Or just things start getting on your ship or like literally event horizon type shit starts happening on your ship, right. so it's advised not to spend much time in there. And, just like event horizon, routinely the warp kicks out derelict ships from bygone eras of humanity called space hulks, filled with all kinds of nasty things hmm. that kind of just drift around in the dead of space, waiting to be investigated by space marines, usually. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that sounds fucked up. It is. Have you ever read Warhammer lore? Quite everything is quite no. fucked up. But, um, no, the warp is a awful, terrible place, and it's where everyone goes when they die. That's why the Eldar are so terrified of dying. That's why they basically make their whole race immortal, and your soul is just uploaded into a new body when you die. Oh, I it's hope to be a part of that how, someday. They <laughs> know how horrific the afterlife is, so they just Jesus. tend not to go there. Yeah, it's a fiery hellscape. Like, no uh, one wants that. I wouldn't Fucking... say fiery, though. Parts of it are fiery. But it's just kind of a twisted realm of infinite nightmare. The ragged clothing? Hell, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got what? I mean, Corn, <laughs> the god of war and bloodshed, his realm's probably pretty fiery. But then you got, like, Nurgle, who's just the lord of, like, plagues and disease. So everything's just perpetually kind of rotting there. 
And then Slanesh, it's like the god of lies. Their realm is just like an infinite maze, basically. Mm. Yeah, the Leviathan yeah. has a maze, too. And Sneech. Sneech is the other one. Maybe that's the god of lies. I don't know. I always mix my gods up. Maze of the mind. Wow. Just an infinite hell maze. Fuck. So yeah, that's why people say it's prequel. So literally, it's like the exact, the exact same way human beings kind of get around in Warhammer. And, like, all the shit in there. And, like, the seeing the weird crap. And the theory, I think, is... I don't know. I'd have to look it up again. But I think the theory is that Dr. Weir is a latent psyker, which is a psychic. And basically, when the event horizon traveled, it just thinned, like, the barrier between the warp and real space. And it's basically just some entity in there calling out to him, manipulating him, trying to get him to permanently bust it open. Wow. Well, this has been very informative. Sure. No. Thank you both. It's funny. I saw something about the year that Event Horizon came out was the same year that a, uh, a Warhammer game came out. Also, which and one? I didn't really, I didn't pick up on that. And I'm actually, I was trying to look it up now because I, I didn't really clock it at the time. I was like, ah, mm-hmm. whatever. But now that you say that, I'm like, oh shit, I saw something about that today. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking wild. Yeah, and the way you were like describing like how the portal works sounds exactly like how he described described uh, how the portal works. Hundred percent, like <laughs> yeah, like it's literally it's just the yeah you know that did he he yeah he did do it. Mm-hmm. Anytime in a movie they're describing this, they always do the stupid thing thing where they punch a hole through paper. Yeah. No, it is an apt description of how that like theoretically yeah. does What's work. The fastest way from one place to another. Well, it's funny because Jez and I saw that happen in two movies. We saw it happen in Interstellar, and I can't remember the other one. And Jez said we should make a like a mix of every time that's been happening in a movie. Yeah. So I when I was watching Event Horizon, I was like, hey, watch this part. And Jez was like, that's the thing. I was like, yeah, I think this actually might be the first time someone uses that analogy. Maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. I would like to find the first time that it's used. Yeah. Like in film. Right. I mean, he does it really well. Like it's perfect the way he does it. Totally. Yeah. He even ruins the photo. I put it on in the background. He just did it. <laughs> So. I know, Miss 2047, right? Is that what it was? Or? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> well, he doesn't have fucking hollow porn. And it's like, the most unrealistic thing about that scene is that he has a piece of paper with a naked lady on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Any of the photos and papers, I'm just like, really? Yeah. Come on. Come on. Photographs? Think of the future, pal. Come on, guy. <laughs> yeah. Like there's trees left on the fucking planet. Yeah. He has a collection of a hollow disc, yeah. virtual disc in his bunk. It's disc? What discs? This is the future. Yeah. <laughs> Stored on a solid state drive somewhere. I know. She pulled out a DVD at one point. <laughs> yeah, where's the cloud, bro? <laughs> All right. Well, let's get this intermission underway. Today's intermission is brought to you by Alien OG. Mm. They finally had something <laughs> fun at the store, and I was able to get it. So I'm smoking Alien OG today. What was it, the one that you were like, I couldn't find one that matched the theme, <laughs> and it was like perfectly matching the theme? It was, was it the pumpkin head, actually? I feel like it was pumpkin head, but I don't remember what it was called. Halloween squash or some bullshit. Yeah, it was, was like, like fucking pumpkin-headed demon or something Yeah, like <laughs> I was like, wait, wait, that's perfect. And I was like, I was going to get face off <laughs> <laughs> something instead because I like the name. Elastic. All right, gang. Smoke up, drink up, get relaxed, and we'll meet you here back for Pure Terror after the song. All right, bye.
watched the new Star Trek show, Brave New World. Oh, Strange New Worlds? Strange New Worlds, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, mm. it's very Star Trek. I like it. Yeah. I'm just happy they went back to episodic shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's an overarching plot, but most of the episodes are just kind of little bottle episodes. Yeah. And it's funny because the overarching plot was like basically telling us to just fucking enjoy the ride. Yeah. Like, don't worry about the future. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but this happens before Star Trek. So, but like, when does Kirk show up and how does Spock and the Enterprise? It's like, just fucking calm down, have fun, man. Enjoy the moment. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's the timeline's so broken in Star Trek right now. You could just say anything is happening. Who cares? Yeah. And fucking Romulans show up and blow up Fulgan in the <laughs> fucking year, whatever. I do like that episode when they were doing the uh, all the cadet shit where they were trying to like the 10 things you have to do when you're on the uh, Enterprise. Oh, yeah. And it's like one of them is like chew gum. Kind of had a lower deck, a lower decks like vibe to it. <laughs> yeah, I totally did. And I guess they're having a crossover at some point somehow. I would love to see some live action lower deck members show up. I don't know. Though I think they're in, I think they're in the future, right? They're more in like, yeah. T, like TNG timeline. So I guess I really couldn't. <laughs> yeah, because because uh, Riker's a captain at that point. Yeah, yeah. So it's like after after TNG time travel, baby. I just want them to fucking give me more seasons of Deep Space Nine. They're not going <laughs> to do that, though, right? Never know. It is like slowly over time becoming one of the more popular yeah. series, which is weird because everyone hated it at the time, but now it's like everyone's top three. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can read the books and get closure on what happened to Cisco because I guess he does come back. But I want to see it. Yeah, exactly. Not you, Cisco. Yeah, me. <laughs> Gleaming extra pets. <laughs> well, I've been trying to watch the Haunting of Hill House series. Mm. Started watching it today, actually. But apparently I watched the first like episode or two because I remember pieces of it. Oh, that one has some good jump scares. <laughs> like, huh. You're not going to like it. Is it not good? Everyone likes it. I mean, it is really good. Some great, great scenes. I haven't seen the first season. I, I did see the second season, though. The Haunting of Bly Manor. Oh yeah. yeah, ghost drama. I like that one. Why am I not? Why am I not gonna like it then? Um, it does some tropes that I think, especially a specific trope that <laughs> is not your favorite. So I. What hope... is it? Does it have that stupid sci-fi writing ticking across the screen at the beginning? Because uh, I hate that shit. No. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. I want to hear about it after you tell me why you're mad at it. Or like when the fucking logo, like the producer logo, like glitches. Before the fucking, it's like, oh, you know, shit's gonna go down. Oh, the logo's glitching. Oh, man, they're breaking all the norms. Yeah. So should I watch it or what? Just tell me. Yeah, watch it. I want to talk to you about it. Okay. All right, bros. Let's fucking start this fucking episode. So, yeah. The movie begins with, like, a prologue, like all good sci-fi movies do. They have to write out what's happening. Dump text typing across the screen. Wait, you can do, like, a welcome back or anything? Like, who's gonna jump right in? I think we normally just jump in. Do we really? Welcome back. Movie starts the prologue. Come on, it's already okay. 9 o'clock. I don't call it out. I got work tomorrow. Okay, fine. Welcome back. <laughs> All right, we're back. <laughs> no, we never left. <laughs> so yeah, movie begins with the prologue. In 2015, the first colony was established on the moon. In 2032, commercial mining begins on Mars. In 2040, the research vessel. Event Horizon launched to explore the boundaries of the solar system, but disappeared without a trace after passing Neptune. Oh, and it's also the worst space disaster on Earth's record at this time. It's like 18 people vanished without a trace. <laughs> Fuck you, Challenger. Yeah, and they're all presumed <laughs> dead. And also, the timeline was so near the future, it made me feel like us as people, for real, didn't really accomplish much. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> really? It went from 1997 to 2015. That's a fucking... Very optimistic jump. 
Yeah. I thought their technology had advanced quite nicely. I don't see us doing anything yeah. close to that in the next 18 years. That's, no, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay, okay. We failed. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. We fucked up. But every movie does that, though, right? Well, yeah. just imagine a universe or a fucking multiverse where someone put money into science and space. <laughs> like, exploration. Just like... They were on the event horizon of technological, technological <laughs> advancement. Oh, my God. We'll let you try that one again if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> now we're in now times. It's like present day, 2047. We're in like a cross-shaped shift, but the inside has like bottles and like debris floating around. It's like a mirror and a cup. But it looks terrible. All the effects. Yeah. I was so mad. I texted yeah. Tiffany. I was so mad. And I was kind of like, am I going to be able to do this? About how bad the effects were? <laughs> yeah, but it but it didn't last like that. No, no. thankfully they went to more practical effects, yeah. except no, for a few yeah. parts. But the thing is, it's all mundane, normal shit. It's not even sci-fi shit. It's just they like decided to computer and render a cup. Yeah. I was so confused. I mean, they had the actors on wires, and they digitally washed those out, so like they couldn't mm-hmm. just fucking throw a bottle in there? Come on, dude. Yeah, I don't know. They were thinking they were batting a little higher than they were. <laughs> it looked rough. <laughs> but... It's all just a nightmare, and we're introduced to the tormented life of the guilt-ridden widow, Dr. Weir. He wakes up alone in his space bunk, lonelier than ever. Every day, he's lonelier. <laughs> At least that's how it seems. And he has a fucking billion pictures of his wife, and it turns out the real nightmare is being alone. I like that he had the ones next to his bed. He has a shrine. Yeah, he had a whole area. Yeah, and then yet another shrine. I thought he was totally going to jerk off to that one, though. He like pulls one of her pictures off the wall and then like lifts lifts up his bed sheet and I was like, here we go. But he was just getting up to look at it somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> fucking beta cuck. What a cuck beta fucking simp, dude. Yeah, man. It's the fucking future. You can't get laid again? Come on. She's been dead for how long? Download Tinder, bro. <laughs> I, I mean, he just now met more girls and he's already <laughs> obsessed like with hell. So he can't even like get a boner now. He receives a call, the signal from... The mission, missing ship Event Horizon has just been picked up on the outskirts of Neptune. So even though they all went missing and stuff, it's just back seven years later. Should have been 6.6 years later, but whatever. Yeah, 6.66. Hmm? 6.66 yeah. six, six years. <laughs> oh, so yeah, Dr. Weir ends up joining the ship, the Lewis and Clark, um, which Lawrence Fishburne's the captain, Captain Miller. Who you're a big fan of, right? Lewis and Clark? Oh, yeah. You love them? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I only know the basics about him. I took women's history instead of U.S. history, so I don't know as much about them. <laughs> the Lewis and Clark were pretty chill on their trip. They didn't really fuck anyone over. Yeah, they, kind of just, they were just walking. Yeah, they just kind of wandered around. <laughs> the Lewis and Clark is a search and rescue, sh- well, a rescue ship yeah. on a top secret mission. I think they're military? I got the impression they're military. I thought they were like, merc- like merc- not mercenaries, but like private contractors in a way. I don't know. Like, I kept bouncing between the two. Something like that. Somehow a Firefly situation, like, it felt like to me. Because hmm. they, they had dog tags, and at some point they were, like, talking about regulations, and I was like, oh, this dude's like... He's Captain Miller. Yeah. It's like Captain, and to the point where, like, the crew is listening to him, not like... There's Captain and Lieutenant, but everyone else is, like, a person. Yeah, so I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't suss out what they were, really. <laughs> like... And there was no explanation, really, at all. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, kind of like aliens, too. Like, they're Marines, but they're not, like, government Marines. They're, like, private... Right. They're corporate, yeah. They're pro- yeah, so it was, like, this weird mix of everything. What'd I dig? 
someone drops the ball and they get the call is what what he said speaking of aliens i'm pretty sure like those sets were taken straight from fucking aliens oh yeah one of them the like the corridor like part i was like fucking alien like when they were getting out of the hypersleep and stuff i'm like either they like are heavily biting fucking aliens or they're just reusing sets here yeah because it looked a lot very similar. <laughs> it was riding off the coattails of Alien, I'm sure. <laughs> it was definitely great. I loved it. And it's its own thing in its way, too. But <laughs> It's great. I loved it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it definitely like looked like other movies multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> Live movies always want to look like better movies. I'll never understand. <laughs> yeah. And Dr. <laughs> fucking Weir is on the ship. And he's still having fucking weird nightmares. His wife's all hella in hell. She's all naked. Got no eyes. All fucked up. So what's going on? Tell you, I don't think that's his wife. It's not his wife. He wasn't on the original ship, right? No. He wasn't on the Event Horizon when it disappeared. No. But he created the gravity drive. So on he's the connected Event to it through. So he is connected kinda... to the ship. It is his like brain, and I don't think his, his brain baby. necessarily created it. Like I said, oh, I yeah. think another entity or force put the like idea of how to accomplish it in his. He's head. like the vessel. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Like the toy maker. In four, in Bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't make the box. He was just the conduit by which the box was made. Right. And he also made it. There's a demon god. You need more spikes. Put a spike here. (laughs) Put some spikes on the walls, too. And this tunnel should look like a meat grinder. Yeah, that's fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) The mathematical algorithm, I bet, is the same as the one for the puzzle box. Get out of here. a weird way. I don't know. I, I have no way of proving that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck's that movie there's a movie remember the movie Sphere yeah there's yes. like I can't remember which one came first but they have like a shot for shot scene where they're all kind of looking at the big weird swirly thing in the middle of the ship like you know it's funny because I thought about Sphere because it's kind of the same premise where like are these people bringing are they haunting the house or is the house haunting them kind of thing and Sphere was the same thing where like the things that were happening to them in that movie were because they were thinking about them, you know? Yeah. It's like they're super they're super similar movies. Oh, like like how their ship got a hold of their mind. Yeah, like, you know... It knows your fears. Yeah. Is the house haunting you, or are you bringing your shit to the house, so then it's just making that shit come to life? Right. Like, Sphere is basically Event Horizon, just a little bit more subtle. Yeah. With Queen Latifah. Yeah. Hmm. There's also, like, the gravity drive looks like those weird, like, those angels... Oh, the biblically accurate angels kind of thing? Oh, the uh, seraphim. Yeah. The seraphim are the eyeball ones. Aphinium? Maybe? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and they're covered with eyeballs, and they're like defenders of like God's throne, but they're actually like in those... You know how the gravity thing like has all the different circles around it that move like that? Yes. It does that, but they're like flying around, and but it's covered in eyeballs instead of lights. But they're, they're not like mm-hmm. floaty like love angels. They're like weird like... No. Geo- geometric weird circular being which yeah. i think they only like defend god and shit like i don't think they like do other work god needs defense <laughs> an omnipotent omniscient and omnipresent being needs defenders <laughs> yeah right come on he's just in there getting fucking blowjobs all day <laughs> like mike tyson with a bodyguard kind of thing all naked no eyes <laughs> fucked up <laughs> all right so we get to meet everyone on the crew miller lawrence fishman we got peters she's the medic She's apparently divorced and missing her kid. She's got, like, an iPad she's looking on. And put some fucking headphones in, dude. Come on. Watching her video of her kid. Let the sound full on. What do you want, the Bart? Come on. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no headphones in the future. 
<laughs> the future can't get some new fucking legs <laughs> yeah, right come on it's 2047 we fucking colonize moon and the mars and build a fucking gravity drive but you can't fucking yeah. build me a fucking prosthetic leg yeah. punch holes in reality but you can't fucking re- heal my goddamn spine i think by then we'll have a fake leg around here on this earth timeline but they chose to make gravity drives instead well i guess it's like demolition man though well, maybe diseases keep progressingly getting worse, where it's like, mm. oh, no, he doesn't have that. He has this. He doesn't he have AIDS. He has, like, super AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in Star Trek, where it's like they can wave something over you and cure everything, except there's, like, super phage. It's like, fuck off. Super polio. Yeah. You got Harponian flu. You're like, oh, shit. Okay. You can build a robot brain, but, like, fucking some weird space AIDS is fucking up in the air. Right? Yeah. You're bald. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of bald, <laughs> Mr. Smith is the skeptical but lovable pilot who loves smoking ciggies. He smokes cigarettes like the entire fucking time. Wait, who is this? The pilot. Jason Isaacs? No, no. No, the other guy, Pew- Putri. Yeah, they also yeah. call him Smitty. They're smoking on spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, they got a good air filtration system. <laughs> They're future <No>. cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Stark is Miller's executive officer, and she's kind of a babe. I'd say. Justin apparently doesn't get a last name, but he's the engineer. Cooper is a rescue technician and self-proclaimed best friend, lifesaver, and heartbreaker. Mm-hmm. DJ is apparently the resident sad sack, but he's also like a scientist doctor. Oh, yeah. I didn't really get his job. Trauma? Is that that guy? Or he's like, trauma. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. all laughed at him. He's like, what? <laughs> That's literally what it is. Um, yeah. yeah, no, so I didn't really get his job, but he was always kind of in med bay, but they didn't call him medical anything. They just called him like a sad sack, basically. Hmm. So I don't know. The death of sad sack. <laughs> yeah, so they were called for this mission last minute, but it's like Christmas. It's their Christmas break. So they're all a little crabby about it, right? Oh, I missed that part. So they had shore leave again, which they canceled their shore leave again, which makes me think military. Yeah. But I mean, other other professions, I guess, get shore leave. But one dude had dog tags. Doesn't mean he was in the military. Could have been in formerly, but I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, now they're dragged to the edge of like the solar system uh. because of Dr. Weir. And the last time they tried something like this, they lost two ships. Two ships? <laughs> two ships. But Dr. Weir tells them he got a radio transmission from the Event Horizon and that everything they heard basically was a lie. Like all the rumors of how people got lost or whatever. Oh, well, we got to say, though, that like he was about to tell them all this and then they went to hypersleep. What does that mean? Because like I thought it was really funny that like they get on the ship, they go into hypersleep and they sleep for 57 days mm-hmm. and they all wake up. And then he's like, OK, so here's what's really happening. They're like, ah, this is fucking weird. And he's like, yeah, and let me play this audio that we have. And it's like fucking hell screams. And it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. cool. Good thing you play this for us now. We're already like the mission's underway. Not to defend Dr. Weir, but... You don't play that shit before you leave. In the very beginning, he was trying to talk to them, and they were all like, kind of like, fuck off, mm-hmm. get in the sleep drive, bro. Right, I guess that's true. Yeah. So he did try to, like, say something. Maybe his, like, he wasn't fully corrupted yet. I don't know. So, But he's always still kind of, like, holding shit back, and you can tell. Mm. Like, he's always, like, holding shit back. But yeah, the real deal... All right. Keep this to yourselves <laughs> about the event horizon was it was a secret government project to create a spacecraft that was capable of traveling faster than the speed of light, which isn't true. Instead, like was more like a portal. Right. So you technically didn't go the speed of light or faster. It's still FTL. 
FTL. So FTL doesn't mean that you actually are breaking the speed of light because that's not possible. Mm-hmm. It just means you're finding some way to cheat it, basically. Yeah, and that's what he says with his uh, diagram. He's like, well, we're technically not doing that. Yeah, because like even yeah, even in Star Trek, they don't go faster than the speed of light. They use warp drive, which it squishes space in front of you and stretches it out behind you, so you travel much farther distance with the uh, conventional propulsion. And Discovery did like basically what this movie does, where they can travel through a, a bleed in reality and get from one point to the other point. That's how the Borg move around. Yeah. Oh yeah, trans warp tunnels. <laughs> they uh, they basically punch holes in reality. Transwarp tunnel is just a it's, yeah it's just a they're event horizoning it. Gross. Well, he punched a hole in the paper when he did the demonstration for everyone. He says it contains a dimensional gateway called the gravity drive, which folds space and time, and then creates a black hole. Right, so like that's why it's the event horizon because of the black hole. Also, a real theory in physics, sub- subspace. Yeah, but Doctor Weir fucking built it. Right? So that's also what they didn't know either. His own two hands and a hammer. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, okay, that's why you're here. So, but yeah, <laughs> uh, they're able to listen to <laughs> a transmission from the Event Horizon. It's the only one that's like still available, and it's just fucking garbled, hellish screams. Yeah. Fucking ghastly moaning. Someone speaking Latin all cryptically. It's like a nightmare. It's like finished death metal. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking check this out. DJ is awesome, speaks a little Latin, and he's like, oh, they're saying liberate me in this, so. Ah, buddy. Save me, right? You don't even know. Yeah, yeah, he know. No one knows. No one knows. And when they're approaching the event horizon, like you said, it's what, 59 days out or something like that, or 72? 57. Who's counting? (laughs) And then it's all fucking choppy as shit while they're flying in there, and they literally almost fucking hit it. So it's not, like, detectable or anything, like, but they can detect it. (laughs) Because they know it's there. I just love how small Neptune is. <laughs> how big do you think it is? They've gr- drastically underestimated, when it's in orbit, <laughs> drastically underestimated the scale of Neptune compared to that ship. <laughs> Was it bigger than the ship, at least? I don't remember. No, it just looks like they're above Earth. Oh, it does? Like, it's like an Earth-sized planet, and they're, like, in just geosynchronous orbit, as where, like, Neptune is massive. It would just be a <laughs> like, wall. Like, it would take up the entire yeah. shot. <laughs> it would be a wall of blue behind them, yeah. Even when it falls into it. They're like, uh, I can go on, yeah. <laughs> well, they're able to back up their thrusters just in time to see the ship, and it's fucking huge, right? And it's the same one that you see in the beginning of the film that's the shape of the cross. And that, and thankfully, though, that they almost hit it, they're, like, parked really close now. Yeah. I also love whoever built this ship. It was, like, fucking Death Clock built the yeah. ship. <laughs> like, Dr. Weird is hell fucking brain that's been taken over. Looks like the fucking, like, HR guy or sex train from Species. Like, Yeah, if he had yeah. any friends, they'd be like, you all right, man? <laughs> like, really? You gonna put up, you want to put more spikes? All right. You couldn't have designed the whole ship. That takes a whole team of engineers and people. Yeah. So they collectively came together and like, yeah, fuck yeah. Let's make this yeah. shit look metal as fuck. More spikes. <laughs> yeah. So the scan show, no life. It's hella cold. So instead, they're going to have to check the ship room by room. So Dr. Weir stays on board reluctantly to lead them through it. And it's Miller, Justin Cooper, and Peters. Very reluctantly. Yeah. I got to get on there. Oh, no, this is my ship. No, he's all all panicky, and he's definitely obsessed with that hole. He is fucking nuts 
about that gravity drive. Like he can't get enough of it. <laughs> he's goo goo gaga for that fucking gravity drive. Yeah, he's like holding it together, but he's like this close to being like Smeagol. Or like when Bilbo's yeah. eyes get all black and he's like, Meh. <laughs> yeah, he's like this close. Bro's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> I could just wear the ring one more time. My ring, my Lochnar. But the hallway of the ship, it's like a big hallway is like covered with explosives and it's an emergency thing. So you blow it and then it separates the two parts of the ship and then you can just like float away safely. It's pretty smart. Yeah. But shit's getting kind of tense. You know, Miller's getting jump scares. He calls the ship a tomb because it feels fucking quiet and weird. Hmm. Peters is there too and she finds a room and it's just like fucking covered in gore and they're still in there like looking around. And they never talk about it. At all. No one in the movie ever talks about the gore wall. I know. It's like a sight gag because she's like, some blood. And I didn't say blood. Yeah. I said gore. <laughs> no, because first she's like, some blood because there's a little bit of blood on the console. Yeah. And then it, like lightning, where the fuck the lightning came from, I don't know, the planet, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like the planet <laughs> yeah. fucking 10,000 miles underneath you. I guess okay. they're close enough to the her- yeah the atmosphere, but I don't know. Still yeah. weird. <laughs> <laughs> and there's fucking skulls and bones and shit fucking glued into it and no one ever is like hey this is fucking weird right yeah she refers to the body as like a corpsicle it's it's fucking eyes are gouged out <laughs> my favorite thing is when it bumps into her and they're looking at the camera and they're like huh what happened to his eyes like the whole body is fucking mutilated and that's the thing that sticks out to you not the fact that his face is gone huh? no Where's his eyes? Yeah. yeah. I'd be surprised if he fucking had eyes. I'd Like, if he had eyes and his face was like that, I was like, huh, his eyes are still there. And then he's like, it looks like they were attacked by an animal. Like an animal? What was it, like a fucking space tiger? <laughs> space tiger. Predator got him. Yeah, they're like, oh, it must have got sucked out by, like, space. And they were like, no. And then when they uh, turned the gravity back on, the corpse fell and it just shattered. It's pretty rad. Mm. But... Even though there's fucking horror everywhere, she's able to find some transmissions on that thing. But it's stupid Justin who will find himself finding the gravity drive and sticking his stupid fucking hand in it. Like, it spins around. It's not functional. And then all of a sudden, it's... It's fucking Prometheus all over again. (laughs) Yeah, it's a crazy bright light, orbs of fucking blinding lights that he's looking at. So he must be entranced or glamoured or hypnotized or something. And then just sticks his fucking hand in it. And it causes a shockwave that fucking blasts throughout the entire ship and fucks up their original ship, Lewis and Clark. It literally fucks up, like, everything. I mean, it's that thing where you're like, we know it's a horror movie, so we're like, why the fuck are you doing that? Yeah. And from their perspective, it's just a day at work, right? But even then, there are things you wouldn't fucking do. This experimental drive is open, and you're just going to stick your hand into it? Come on. I don't think Justin was very smart. They kept calling him Baby Bear, I think, to, like, let us... Uh... Baby Bear. Justin looks like he should be playing a hacker in some 90s disaster movie, like fucking core or some shit. Maybe he did. We'll never know. <laughs> I just I know him from Dead of 21. That's all. It's that guy. I've never seen this man before in my life. <laughs> Shouldn't be in that room. True. What was that room was, like, horribly radioactive? Because the coolant leak, shit's just flying around everywhere. He's like, oh, let's go see what's going on. Love no, it. there was fucking coolant and shit everywhere. Yeah, a lot of spikes. Oh, well, let me stick my hand in it. <laughs> Cooper is the rescue specialist, so he manages to rescue Justin by pulling him back out of the portal by his, like, you know, tether that's attached to his fucking suit. <laughs> but Justin is fucked up. He's, like, fucked up, completely unresponsive. And the Lewis and Clark is so messed up that everyone has to bail off of it and jump into the event horizon. How fucking convenient. Fucking convenient. And they only have 20 hours of breathable air left. So they got to get shit and fucking go. 
We got ourselves a ticking clock, boys and girls. Yes, ticking time balls. <laughs> <laughs> so there's 17 hours and 48 minutes to go, and Justin is still catatonic. Cooper is trying to describe what he saw happen to Justin, like how he went in and like fucking he had to pull him out. And, yeah, and Weir is like, no way. No. You telling me yeah, the core was open? Gaslighting you him? fucking fool. And he even says, he's like, you're fucking like delusional. And I was like, whoa, bro, full gaslight in the parking lot. <laughs> and then Cooper knows what he fucking saw. A Henry Zabrowski favorite is people who say, I know what I saw. <laughs> No, I saw. Yeah, I mean, there's like seeing some weird lights at night, and then there's like pulling a dude out of a thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the reason is, is he's saying it cannot open up without being started, which apparently isn't true because we all saw it. We were there. I was there. Stuck his finger in it. Yeah, and you can see Miller just slowly, especially over time, just getting more and more fucking irritated. Yeah. You know, and he's and Doctor Weir's always like fucking just avoiding shit and pushing like questions back. This is my top two. Sam Neill going crazy movie. It's this and In the Mouth of Madness. Like him just slowly mm. losing his mind and just fucking getting all scarred up and shit. Carpenter, great. great one. Part of the Apocalypse trilogy. That was it before. I wonder if that's how he got this role. It's gotta be. I know he was in Possession, he went crazy in that. He was in Omen 3, I think. Yeah. He didn't go crazy, but he was just the devil's son, right? Yeah. yeah. That's a good movie. First one. <laughs> that is The first three Omen movies are good. <laughs> Dr. Weir kind of obsessed about his black hole obsession. He gets all elated and shit while he's talking about the fucking drive the core. <laughs> I think at this point, the gateway is officially like opened already. So it's been like yeah. operating and working like for seven years. It's open for business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I assume it was in the hell dimension for seven years and then it just came back like recently. I think it's just been in there and like fully engrossed in hell. Yeah. And that comes back and it's like, it's not turned off when it comes back. It's already still like continuing to go. Yeah. <laughs> so in the med bay, Peters is having some guilt based daymares about her son. He's all hurt and his legs are like all rotten, like the old lady from The Shining when she gets out of the bathtub. Uh, is that what her son's legs look like? Or is it just kind of like. His legs look normal on the iPad, so. My legs wouldn't look like this if you were here, mommy. <laughs> yeah, his legs would look better. He might have had a he might have had a blanket on though. Metal. He did have a blanket. He had Charles Xavier. He was fucking rolling around in his little hovercraft, put a little blanket on top. Classy. Yeah. But after that shit, she finds the video of the last ship's log or whatever, and the crew looks healthy. Like morale's high. Fucking blast. <laughs> yeah, everyone looks solid. And they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to turn on the gravity drive and shit's going to be great. We're going to turn on this experimental technology, rip a hole in reality, and fly through it. Woo! <laughs> but let's have a couple bottles of champagne first. Yeah. <laughs> Send a fucking hamster through first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's no animals. I mean, they did say something about, like, they tested the FTL drive, whatever they have, on mice once, and they saw that that that's why they have to be in the liquid gel when they travel. I mean, that's just physics. It's like inertia, right? The pressure changes? No, it's just... it's so just... You think they would do the same thing with the Event Horizon? Like, test that shit on fucking, like, monkeys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, do that. <laughs> but no, the gel is just because, like, the inertia of going that fast would just splat you. You'd have a stroke and die. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, totally, but there's a history of them testing technology on animals first before doing it themselves. Yeah. In the movie. Exactly. We sent monkeys into space <laughs> yeah. before we sent people. 
But this is Dr. Weir's obsession, and I'm sure he, like, mm. fucking fake signed off on hella shit. Like, build a small one, send a mouse through, when it comes back fucking with horns, going, ah! Like, raping its own <laughs> skull? Then, yeah, I think it's, yeah. oh, maybe we should rethink this technology. Oh, the mouse is a skeleton <laughs> on fire, and it's eating the lab researcher. Maybe we should go back to the drawing board. <laughs> His dick is made of knives. Turned out it didn't work. The mouse had no it's, guilt. It's pure, the only pure soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the video gets fuzzy, and so Peter's like, I'll clean up the rest. And now the power on the ship is failing. Uh, Weir says the core has a short and a sucking power in a weird way. But I like Miller the whole time. He is fucking on it. You'll see a lot of fucking stupid people in shows and stuff in movies. But he was like, no, none of my crew is going near it. I don't care if you say it can't fucking turn on. My guy saw something, and I'm not going to fucking let them all touch it. So you and I are going to check on it. And that's just it, bro. He is great this entire movie. He has two of the best lines where he's like, all right, we're leaving after yeah. <laughs> he sees the video. And then later on, he's like, fuck this ship. Yeah. No, it is very refreshing. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. Let's get the fuck out of here. No, he's a good boss. He cares about his crew. And also, like, like, yeah. You watch Amityville, and you're, I'm like, move the fuck out of the house. And it's like, oh, well. <laughs> all of our money is tied into this house. Yeah. Our lives don't matter. I'm sorry that you're ejaculating black goo. <laughs> yeah, it was the conjuring was like that as well. Right? Like the paranormal researchers showed up and like, yeah, we could fix this for you, but also just leave. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> you can sell it. Yeah. Figure it out. It's like, okay, well, I mean, this ghost is trying to kill your kids. But you gotta check if it's a poltergeist, poltergeist will follow you. Yeah. I think that's what they finally fucking end up saying. Uh, your husband's shitting flies, but all right. <laughs> Well, back in the med bay, DJ's having issues with Justin. He's having seizures, screaming about the dark coming and shit. And, like, the power's, like, flickering off. Shit's not good. Shit's going fucking downhill and getting real stressful. Dr. Weir goes into this cool compartment, though, when he's going to fix the stuff. And it's, like, a tunnel of, like, chips or, like, motherboards. Like the Matrix chips. He went into that scene from 2001. Yeah. (laughs) It's, like, in a cube. It's really cool. Identical. Yeah. Literally. It's green instead of red. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's scenes in this movie that literally are scenes from other movies, but it's an homage, I'd say. Hmm. Yeah, that's what every thief says. (laughs) Quentin Tarantino, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) So this movie's basically a shot-for-shot remake of a movie from a different country, but uh, it's an homage. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Being in a chip cube doesn't stop you from having hallucinations of your no-eyed dead wife. Clearly. Does his wife even have a name? Oh. <laughs> no eyes. Do they even say it her does. name it's, at any I point? I think it's like Mary or something. Or... <laughs> no eyes are crying. Or her son, for that matter. Does her son have a name? Uh, son. No, uh, wheels. <laughs> yeah, I hate this shit in movies so fucking much, dude. Little Billy. Well, in this whole movie, we don't know anyone's name besides, like, really their last names. No one has, like, except for Justin, but he doesn't have a last name. No one has double names. Oh. I hate the non-characters that are purely there for some kind of plot contrivance. Like, yeah. Well, and to be murdered. My dead wife. Yeah. Yeah, well, same thing. Yeah. Red shirts. <laughs> yeah, red shirts. Exactly. Yeah. Like, character doesn't have a name. Don't know who they are, but somehow I'm supposed to give a shit that they're dead. Yeah. Maybe if I knew your wife's name, I'd <laughs> sympathize more with the hell portal, but... Red dresses. Yeah. Yeah, I did not care about her at all. Yeah. And also, it wasn't her, right? This is no. just like a weird fucking ship thing. Huh. So, yeah, Miller's seeing crazy shit, too. A man comes out of the water, but he's all burned and on fire, and he blows like a fireball at him. But it seemed like he knew him, right? They're bros. Huh. But he's just like, whoa, that was weird. 
I can feel the heat. <laughs> oh, well, back to work. But they do try to talk to Dr. Weir about it again, and he's completely unhelpful. And they do compare notes, which I appreciate. She's like, yeah, I saw my son. He's like, yeah, I saw some dude. They're like, yeah. all right, cool, fucking finally. Because Miller's trying to talk about it. Dr. Weir totally discredits like, oh, well, it's a hallucination brought on by like CO2 deposits or I don't know, whatever he's like fucking talking about. What was if there was like one character who was a really good person? And he was like, I just saw like an ice cream bar and hella naked chicks and we partied. It was awesome. I don't know what you guys are saying. This is ship's rules. I have no guilt. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, Haldimus <laughs> is like, you, Timmy, are a good person. You get to go to heaven. Have some ice cream. Oh, great. I've been getting blowjobs the entire time I've been here. I love this ship. <laughs> I haven't left my bunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In fact, maybe the ship should have led with that if it wanted to lure them into the hell portal. Don't show them their dead relatives and past guilt. Hey, this place is awesome. I'd say Heaven gets it wrong, too. That's like that Voyager episode where, like, the portal thing tricked them into thinking the portal went to, like, Earth. Yeah, I love that episode. Yeah, the giant space eating Yeah, then it would be actively working towards activating the the drive again. Yeah. Unlimited blowjobs? Anyways. (laughs) Welcome back. (laughs) <laughs> yeah but i liked also peter's like when she was telling her story about seeing her son he was like telling her she didn't and she was like excuse me like all very serious and she's like i know what i fucking saw i've been in space before i've had space madness this is not that and none of us know you yeah and you clearly signed the devil's book yeah and miller's <laughs> like no i felt the heat from the fire he's like you're fucking telling me i'm hallucinating your shit back and then Smith gets all fucking super heated about it. He's fucking done. And he's like, he's trying to stab him with a fucking screwdriver <laughs> or something, isn't he? Yeah, no, dude, right? It's like, Jesus Christ, man. All right, calm down. <laughs> and then, like, he looks all, like, shocked after. So I think it was, like, the ship. Oh. Well, maybe. Yeah. It was, like, heating them up and, like, firing them up and, like, right. feeding off their emotions or whatever. DJ probably doesn't have, like, shit to be used against him, right. like, you yeah. know, dark blackmail. So it's just making him crazy. Right. <laughs> He's the guy getting blowjobs. <laughs> or maybe screwdriver guy was just a cop before he was a space traveler. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, let's escalate the situation. If I had a gun, I'd pull it on you. Yeah, you seem to be a little agitated. Let me pull my gun out. <laughs> and that'll calm things down. Yeah. At this point, it's like when they finally, Stark comes up with the theory that the ship's alive, they brought back a life force. So this is like, you could still probably think maybe it was an alien or something, but it feels pretty haunted. The ship is reacting to them and like growing stronger and it's alive. She does call it, like, a defense from an immune system. And I thought that was weird and interesting. And he's like, explain it, like, for reals. (laughs) Explain it like you're not an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Ten hours left. There's a sort of weird, uncomfortable buildup of tension here. Like, Peters is just, like, pacing back and forth for a little while. It seems like too long of a shot, (laughs) kind of. But then you look back and Justin's missing from the table. He somehow escaped right in front of her but that's kind of the least of her problems because she's being terrorized by the ship and yeah. shit's just exploding all over the place and she's like kind of losing it she's lost it basically oh yeah she's a weak yeah she's got the weakest vulnerability and the ship is just fucking like going for it because she left her kid with his dad on christmas oh man that'll do it there you go that'll do it no because she's a woman <laughs> yeah and she's a woman in the workplace yeah oh god who hired her <laughs> i told you not to hire her she probably had her period their cycles are connecting. Uh. Yeah. When you're in space, you always have your period. <laughs> there are moons everywhere. <laughs> they have their man moon, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, she runs to the crew for help, but whatever is chasing her and terrorizing her is now bashing into the metal door and like 
trying to break in and Dr. Weir's all fucking boner fied about it. I mean, I know he's crazy and he's like, open the door, but I'm like, yeah, open the door. <laughs> let's see what we're, no, Mark, let's see what we're dealing you with. You open the door, I'll break your arm too, uh, pal. Let's just see what's going on. What are you talking about? What? There's a monster at our metal door and the reason we have metal doors is so the monster can't get in. No. And then you're going to open it. I mean, it's going right through that metal door though. Yeah, so he wants him to open up the door, but Stark, thankfully, is there, Mark. And she pulls his arm back, calls him a nerd. Stark Espinosa. And, like, reminds him that self-control is important. Yeah. It was if they opened it and it was a raptor. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it was also super rad how she pulled his arm back. Well, well it's the other one you got to worry about. What's the other one? Oh, the other velociraptor. Yeah, the one you can't see. Oh, I thought you meant a different dinosaur that was not, a vo- or, like, the opposite. No. Clever girl. <laughs> That's how they catch you. Yeah. That's how yeah. they catch you. Well, they get their shit together a little bit and realize Justin has made his way onto the airlock without a suit on. Ugh, Justin. Justin again? Fucking Justin. So this is so fucked up that when Stark calls to tell Miller about it, he's like, say again. <laughs> he's like, huh? And he's fucking disengaged anyway for anyone else to open the door. Yo, which I don't think is a thing in airlocks, but... That's like some Freddy Krueger shit. <laughs> I, I also thought that I was like, there's no emergency, but this is yeah. the event horizon made by evil. Sure. So maybe the evil doesn't want yeah. emergency buttons and anywhere on this giant ship. No. But yeah, um, he's like all mentally messed up apparently, but he's not because it's not him. I do like that. It's like a Freddy thing where like Freddy would like walk someone to a ledge, but then wake them up right before yeah. they fall. And they're like, what? Oh. Yeah. But the weird part about that, I guess this could happen in a Freddy dream too, is he's like, I just saw some fucked up shit when I went through the portal and the motherfucker opens the door. Yeah. He fucking opens the door. This part was so fucking stressful for me, dude. I was like. His veins haunt me. <laughs> dude, I fucking, yeah. I was like going to pass out. I was like, <gasps> I was like so stoned. Yeah, I know. That was a little extreme. I'm not sure what was happening to him. I don't know, but I hated it. It's not what a uh, decompression looks like, but... <laughs> Dude, I don't know what decompression looks like, but it was weird. And then he immediately snaps out of it. It was like, Mama Bear, open the door. And I was like, oh, fuck, it wasn't even you. Oh, no. And then, like, he's, like, begging to get back in. Miller is outside, like, fucking racing to the ship to, like, catch him on his way out of the airlock because he's outside. And he's talking to him the whole time while he's fucking screaming and turning inside out. <laughs> and it's it's the start of the body horror, yeah. I guess, here. Yeah. But he can't, like, breathe. His veins start popping out, like, crazier than you're thinking. His eyes, he keeps saying his eyes are getting sucked out of his head. And he gets outside into space and his nose just sprays blood all over. He's seizing up. Yeah. Oh, God, nonsense. it was horrifying. <laughs> Mr. Science over here isn't scared, but I thought it was the worst thing. I was like, I was laughing. I can't breathe. Decompression, like, they threw animals out into space. There's a good chunk of time you can actually survive in vacuum. Not very long, mind you, but, like, a lot longer than movies portray it. So was this part too outlandish for you to believe, Joshua? The whole movie is too outlandish, but yeah. But see, that's the thing. If we're already here, we're here, right? Mm. I don't know, but it's like, I get it's a horror movie. It's just... It's like you're spraying blood everywhere. What's going on? Like, I mean, it was kind of refreshing to suffocate. see. Yeah, but I mean, like you know, usually when people get sucked out of airlocks, it's like a quiet, like or freezing. Yeah, it was kind of cool to kind of see something at least once that, like, oh, this sucks. So I mean, yeah, I get it's a lot more interesting than him just suffocating. Yeah, like your boy, your veins won't burst after a while, but it's not going to happen like immediately. <sighs> Dude, when I took astronomy and they gave an example of like a person walking into a black hole and they're like being a point where they couldn't press any farther except their like 
pieces of them would be slowly removed, like, piece by piece. Like, first your skin, and then your muscles, and then your fucking... <gasps> like a drum. They said it would either happen so fast you wouldn't know it, or whatever, like... Uh, if you're falling into the black hole, that never happens to you, though. Yeah, but that's the thing, is time stops for you, so you feel your skin fly off. But, oh, God. Mm. It was horrifying. There's a point in a black hole where time will stop for you. But the odd thing about it is someone observing you fall and will see you falling right away. It wouldn't be you in that situation. It would be like a, a complete breakdown of what you were in that situation. Because not only it's not only your time stopping, it's also it's everything slowing down, including the signals, the like electrical signals to your brain. You wouldn't feel you wouldn't be conscious of it. Huh. Your brain can't move like. <laughs> but believe it or not, I looked this up recently. You don't actually freeze to death in space if you get sucked out of vacuum. You will freeze eventually. And though space is incredibly cold, there's no atmosphere in space to conduct heat away from you very quickly. Oh, interesting. So the heat you have inside you will stay because there's nothing pulling it off. Okay. Like if you were in like a bubble of water for some reason, yeah. But maybe if you touched the cold. If you went out soaking wet, yeah, you'd probably freeze solid real quick. (laughs) But um, like, yeah, you can actually, what's going to kill you, because they have all these things, your head explodes, your fucking eyeballs pop out. In reality, you just you suffocate because there's no air. No, see, I don't want to do that either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, it doesn't sound fun either, but. Take that off the list. Well, more incredible than Miller actually catching him in space and bringing him back in, they managed to stabilize that fucking kid again, which is crazy. Amen. So he's still fucking alive. Space medicine. <laughs> I think they just tossed him in suspended animation. To... Yeah. Put him in the diaper tank for fucking ever. I think he's dying like as soon as he comes out, pretty much. Mm. They can fix him though, but not his legs. Hope his legs still work. Those veins, <laughs> those veins are fucked. Yeah, they were like literally burst. Like he was when they brought him out, you could see them like still bleeding and still like all raised up. It sucked. Yes. But now there's only four hours left, and Miller is still trying to find out what happened to the last crew. Doctor Weir's still fucking around. He won't say like anything or where it went he just feigns ignorance constantly why do they have him tied up in a locker somewhere beyond me but yeah yeah all right you were clearly against us yeah like you can see miller getting irritated with him but he like he always talks to him for a bit and then like walks away you know he never like pushes it farther he's just annoyed you know as he's annoyed he leaves and here comes the fire guy again he's like don't leave me (laughs) he like gets upset about it but he closes his eyes and he touches the ship and he gets a flash of like the hell dimension (laughs) not his friend and he was kind of like what the fuck and he's starting to believe like stark's theory that the ship is alive or and brought something back with them Gore. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he ends up confiding in dj and tells him like the man he was seeing was like a dude he had to leave behind in like a previous mission and he was like forced to abandon him and close the door on him yeah. it's a classic like submarine fucking movie thing where they have to like seal the person into the watery death but fiery death instead yeah oh yeah yeah and something he's always felt shitty about never told anyone about but apparently the ship knew right so that's weird and then dj tells him he was mistaken about the original translation of the distress symbol it wasn't save me but it was save yourself from hell oh so that's a big fuck up buddy yeah that's different (laughs) wrote it down in english he does believe the ship has brought back something from another dimension. And, like, they basically, like, are like, do you believe in hell? And he's like, I don't know, but this guy does, right? Uh. There is one good piece of news, though. Cooper almost has the ship fixed. It'll be fixed in, like, 20 minutes-ish, right? That's good. Yeah. But inside the event horizon, Peter is able to, was able to unscramble the video log, and it's, like, full-on Hellraiser shit in there. I do, like, 
that there's always a one character outside of the haunted house who's not being haunted by it, who's just like having a great fucking time. Man, this is a great day. <laughs> He's like fixing the ship. <laughs> dude, what's going on? You guys are tripping, dude. Yeah. You guys are doing yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, maybe he's getting the blowjobs. Yeah. Fucking doing the most. Just grumbling to himself. Yeah. Oh, your burnt crewmate? Cool. Oh, I'm fixing a fucking ship. Oh, my baby's legs. Like, come on. The hell dimension. I actually hate that hell dimension in movies. <laughs> it's just the squiggly fucking random gore shots. How dare you? It was Hellraiser shit because everyone was like being tortured. They were mutilating themselves. They were mutilating each other. They were fucking. They were dining on flesh. Sounds like a great night. Oh, it's great. It's like your wedding night. Oh, I love it. I love it. Of what a hell would be. Two metal videos. The captain of the crew is speaking Latin though. And he's like, you can see him speaking the Latin phrase, save yourself from hell, but he's like holding his own eyes and his little hands. These eyes. He looks like a pseudo cinnabite himself, actually. Yeah. He looked pretty good. He looked like he was having a good time. Pseudobite. Yeah. Miller's like, let's go. This sucks. We're out of here. And Dr. Weir super objects, of course, as he has been. Because him and the ship, they're just one now. And he literally, at this point, does like a full back step into the shadows. Oh, yeah. I am home. <laughs> Darkness? I love that, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. I am home. <laughs> I'd be like, cool, bro. You can stay. Yeah. We're going to go. Yeah. You can totally live here. Goodbye. Like This is like in, in zombie movies and horror movies. Like, this guy, they're dead first. Like, okay, wait, what happened to Weir? Oh, I shot him. Wait, what? Yeah, man. He was actively working against us. He was clearly possessed. Yeah, he's the one guy that's always the problem in the zombie flick. Yeah. For sure. Even in most space shows, he's the one that just hung out the airlock. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's fucking around in the reactor. <laughs> space him. <laughs> yeah. So, the plan now is to get into their own ship, the Lewis and Clark, and then blast the event horizon from a safe distance and just destroy it. Also taken from aliens. Yeah, nuke the site from orbit. Yeah, only <laughs> way to be sure. Unfortunately, as they're gathering all the shit, Jones gets called back into the gravity drive because she sees her kid running around, and like I said, at this point, you know this not your kid, but whatever. What are you going to do? You're all in trance. Here's the thing, like, I really wish they would have done the thing where they show up from, like, her perspective and she's, like, in her house. Just, like, walking down a hallway towards them, and then she, like, falls off the thing. Oh, funny. Because the way they shot it, it looked like she thought that was her kid, because she turned into an idiot all of a sudden, and was just blindly walked off the fucking edge. Yeah. Yeah, and she just wasn't paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, but she had to be in the dreamscape like Dr. Weir is with his wife all the time, right? Like... Yeah. Also, remind me, did anyone get impaled on those wall spikes? No. Uh, no, not only in Visions, but never actually... Yeah. Like, in the movie. It's like Chekhov's gun, right? If you're going to show me giant spikes on the wall yeah, yeah. in a horror movie, throw a motherfucker Chekhov onto spears. one of those spikes. Yeah. You see, a, you see a spear in Act 1, you know someone's getting impaled in it in Act 3. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chekhov's spear. They probably did. <laughs> That's good. That's probably the 30 minutes that was cut. I also like that when she dies, the little kid ghost, whatever thing, is like looking down laughing at her. Like, oh, what an asshole. I never thought that'd work. You're an idiot. Bye. (laughs) You'll never believe this shit. That, like, demon goes back to hell. He's like, I was just trying to, like, spook her out. She just walked off the fucking edge. I don't know, dude. I wasn't fucking... Yeah, you'll never believe what I saw. Boys. (laughs) (laughs) And and Dr. Weir finds her, and he actually seems genuinely upset, so maybe there's still, like, some of him left. Yeah. I feel like he snapped back for a, a second. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the only time I've ever like really seen him like that in this whole film. But like and maybe in the cuts, you know, he is 
normal and not normal and normal and not normal. But yeah, mm. he eventually sees his wife using her lip liner as lipstick before she fucking slits her wrist in the bathtub. Never kill yourself in a bathtub. I feel like you kill yourself in a bathtub, you want fuckers to find you. So she was like, fuck you. Why would she hate well, them? Yeah. You're obsessed with your fucking ship. Yeah. I'm out of here. And like when like they first responders show up, like getting a dead body out of a bathtub is like impossible. Because, like, their body is just fucking waterlogged and, like... Slippery. They have to cut the bathtub open. Like, people think they're doing it to be considerate. It's not considerate to waterlog your body. (laughs) No, because, like... Jump off a bridge like a regular person. Shoot yourself. That's what I'm saying. Like... In, like, in the woods. Lay down on a tarp. Mm, Good to know. If I ever kill myself, I'm going to do it in a bathtub. I'm going to fill it with syrup. (laughs) I'm going to put traps all over my house. I'm going to fill the bathtub with snakes. Poison ivy. Exactly. Yeah, but she gets out of the tub... And she comforts him, no eyes still, no all eyes. fucked up. And she takes a page from Pinhead's book and says, I have such yep. wonderful things to show you. Yep, that classic line. And then he takes two googly eyes and goes, Instead Boop. of, I have such sights to show you. Mm. But I was like, I felt like, you know, someone who was trained by their manager, like maybe this Cenobite was trained by Pinhead. <laughs> and he was like, my manager said that to me. And now I say it to other people. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, but then Weird Weird tears out his own eyes. So Yeah, where we're going, Marty. (laughs) (laughs) He does say that later, actually. Yeah. Yeah, don't need these. Not where we're going. We don't need roads or eyes. Or something like that. The ice cream store? (laughs) Yeah. Is it dark there? (laughs) Is it dark? It doesn't matter. Uh, Back up to Lewis and Clark, Smith sees Dr. Weird leaving the ship all shady. And then Miller calls and is like, oh, there's a missing explosive on the event horizon. And they, like, put two and two together. But instead of Smith bailing, like Miller says, he, like, searches for the bomb. But by the time he finds it, there's, like, a few seconds left and it blasts the whole ship apart. Poor guy. I didn't want him to die. Again, another emergency button would have saved everything. Like, hey, you want to stop this bomb real quick? Just hit right here. Boop. I know, especially because they're, like, a fucking, like, emergency device. Yeah. Right. Like, they shouldn't be even able to detonate yeah. on right. their own removed from the fucking thing. Like, No, that's, that's absolutely right. Who designed this ship? Yeah. So he just looks at it hella sad, and it is sad. That's like uh, Jeff Daniels in Speed when he like looks at the bomb and he's just kind of like, uh, all right. <laughs> not again. Yeah. No, not again. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy looks sadder. But Cooper's on the outside fixing the ship, so he's literally blasted into space and it's fucking horrifying. And he's trying to give some comic relief, it seems like, while he's floating through space. But it didn't work for me because it was too stressful. Yeah. And so he, he uses all of his air in the tank to blast him back to the event horizon. I'm coming back, motherfucker! (laughs) Whatever he says. Yeah, I'm like, that's not funny. I'm so scared. I can't breathe. (laughs) But yeah, Miller contacts DJ and is like, dude, watch out for Weir. He's fucking cray. And it's too late. Yeah. Because he's already behind him, looking at him. No eyes. Fucked up. And you could tell Razor, dude. Fucking hooks in the back. Oh, yeah. Full fucking Hellraiser. He gets, like, flayed. Yeah. Kind of flayed open and, like, hanging from hooks. Disemboweled. And Miller has to hear all of it on the intercom. I felt bad for him. He's killing me. (laughs) I mean, I feel, I mean, honestly, I feel more bad for the guy who it happened to. He's dead now. He's killing me with my own chainsaw. (laughs) Now he's using it on me. And Miller's been done with this shit for the whole time, but he's like more than done with it. So he actually grabs a weapon, searches for Dr. Weir. He finds Stark all knocked out. But when he wakes her up. (laughs) <laughs> fucking weird turns around in the chair like a fucking villain. Yeah. Petting the cat. Hello, Mr. Bond. Where'd you get the cat? 
fucking yeah and now they're like what's up with your eyes we're going we don't need us <laughs> so <laughs> talks more about the ship and how it went to another dimension of chaos and evil and the ship came back alive but he's delusional thinks the ship's awesome as one does so i don't know if you you can't see us because you don't have eyes but we're all making the jerk off motion to your monologue here <laughs> yeah yeah miller is i can see he's it. like okay this isn't a cool ship oh, Everyone's I dead. Know. sucks it's the suckiest ship <laughs> Stark tries to attack Weir with, like, an oxygen tank, but he's all, like, kind of beefed up and tosses her across the ship like a rag doll. He starts the gravity drive. It's going to take, like, ten minutes to fire up, and he's taking this crew as the new crew, but they're all dead. Oh, man. Oh, Cooper shows up, smacks against the outside window. For some reason, Weir yeah. shoots at him outside the window, and that <laughs> fucks everything up. A ship that's, like, eight miles long. He, the guy lands right at the fucking the glass bridge where they're all hanging out. Like, hey, everybody, what's going on? Oh, shit. (laughs) And you can't just be breaking windows on a spaceship, nerd. Come on, man. That's rule number one. No, this isn't good. I imagine it'd be pretty hard to do. I imagine they're, like, quadruple reinforced. (laughs) And they're not, apparently. Yeah, so this isn't good for anybody. And, you know, Weir's trying to hold on, but he's, like, getting fucked up, all scratched up and shit, and he gets pulled out into space. Miller and Stark manage to, like, pull themselves and seal up the next room. But then the airlock alarm starts going off. But it's Cooper. Not Weir. But he's all fucked up from floating around in space a little bit. Don't hit me! So, yeah, he's got (laughs) that going for him. (laughs) Yeah. The gravity drive clock is still ticking, and no one knows how to stop it. So, they're going to do the explosives plan and separate themselves as part of the evil part of the event horizon. And then they will escape on the other side. So the the drive is the heart, right? And that's like yes. where all the evil's coming from. So if you're in the other ship, hypothetically, you're fine. Yes. Even though Weir was on a space station, you know, near Earth, and he was still getting haunted by it. Because it was his ship. Right. Uh, Just don't think they know how it works, because I don't think theoretically. There are no rules. I mean, once your ship is fully haunted, it's haunted, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's less haunted when it's not next to the heart. Maybe, mm. but who knows? Who knows what that part got? You dig up the kid in the well in the basement. Yeah. Then it's fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, but Miller, of course, goes in alone. Stark and him have like kind of a moment. Kind of wanted him to hook up, but there was no time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Miller sets all the explosives, but then the stasis tank like fills with blood, and then blood starts filling up everywhere and dripping from the walls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they had the scene from The Shining. Yeah, and it was like a huge, awesome tank, a wave of red. It was great. And then Miller has all the explosive set, detonator in his hand, but the ship's not into letting him go, so the Burning Man shows back up and shoots another fireball at him, which forces him to run back in to where the core is. Oh, we didn't say that Weir got sucked out in space. Yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was Cray. He should have been there. <laughs> yeah the burning man guy shows up and stuff so they like fight a little bit and he knocks the detonator out of his hand but miller's like the burning man burning man yeah i know he's like if you're not him that guy's dead and we're just like oh it's me the whole time yeah so i'm back yeah i'm back i have eyes again got my eyes back yeah i was right he did <laughs> yeah so he said that the ship brought him back he's now a fully fledged member of the cenobite family He's got gouges, you know, all over his body. His eyes are back. He's got cenobite teeth. Hella paper cuts. Yeah, he's got... Sweet heavy metal cuts. Yeah. Some, like, tribal fucking scarring going on. Bald? He's bald at this point, too, though, right? Oh, no no hair at all anywhere on his body. Yeah. Anywhere? I I honestly thought he looked great. I loved him. Yeah. Yeah. He looked like a plucked chicken. (laughs) 
So he's a little orangey, yeah. Uh, he shows Miller a glimpse of, like, the Hellraiser horrors that await his crew. It's, like, more blood, torture, guts, maggots, fucked up shit. Miller tries to, like, punch him and shit, but he is, like, a hoagie at this point. He's leveled up hard. You know, he came back from the dead, so Weir just fucks him up. Somehow. The ship brought him If he's back. even there, to be honest. He is there. He's a Cenobite now. But, I mean, he might not be there. I believe that he is there. Oh, yeah? yeah. Okay. But but he can, can also send himself in, like, a illusion as well. Okay. Once he gets in your mind. I mean, perception is reality, yeah? Yeah. So whether he's physically standing there or whether you're mm. just fighting a thing in your head that... He's he's hurting you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I think this is the part where he's, like, a full-on boss now. But, like, Miller's, like, desperate and was like, why don't you just take me instead spare my crew? But Cenobites be greedy, man. They want it all. Yeah, man. They got a taste of fucking souls and shit. They're like, they want more of that. Yeah, when's the next time some idiots are going to float by here and come in? Never. Or a hell dimension is hell aboard. Yeah, next time it can be the fucking, according to the video games, next time it happens, it's the fucking Doom Marine. <laughs> I'll watch that. And he just fucks everything up there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sequel of it rising where it's just the Doom Marine stomping his way through fucking demons yeah, in the yeah, hell dimension. I'll watch that. <laughs> and they're like, maybe we should have closed the dimensional doorway. <laughs> part of this guy. <laughs> oh, we could close it? This guy's a real dick. <laughs> I wonder if they could close it in the same way that they closed the Leviathan. So what they did was they took the puzzle box and closed it in where the Cenobites and Leviathan live. And that's how they like shut it down. So if you take the gravity drive to that, to the same hell dimension there. So they put the key in the safe and then close the safe. Like they put the keys inside and they locked them in. No. Oh, okay. Then never mind. Because <laughs> <laughs> like. You can do the box, then all the like Hellraiser people show up, and then if you close it, they go away, theoretically. Yeah. But you can't always close it, because they don't always let you. And if you do close it, they may still come back. But, anyway. So Weir's flooding Miller with disturbing fucking visions of his friends, but Miller's able to get the detonator and blast the ship good. He even looks Dr. Weir in the face as he does it, like, pushing the button, blowing you all up. Dr. Weir's super bummed. Do you see... Do you see? Oh, I see, pal. Suck my dick. And uh, he sacrifices himself yeah. to save the last three remaining members of his crew. Yeah, he goes to hell. I know. He has to suffer now for all eternity. That sucks. And the gravity drive opens up, creating uh. the wormhole and like taking the rest of the ship into whatever fucking hell dimension that they go into. Bummer. Cooper and Stark like watch it as it disappears. Unhappy ending. I know. I was hoping he would make it. It's a drag me to hell ending. Yeah, I was hoping he he would make it. I really... I liked him. Fuck that lady, though. Yeah. That lady sucked. <laughs> she, I, I wasn't so sad she went, but I did no, like well. that movie because it, <laughs> like it was really gross and there was a lot of slime. <laughs> slime. There was a lot of slime. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, now we're 72 days later. A rescue team from Earth finds the good half of the event horizon where Lieutenant Stark, Cooper, and Justin are all in the stasis tanks, diaper tanks. Stark wakes up, but she's already having fucking nightmares about Weir. And the door to the ship suddenly closes as Cooper mm. and the fucking dudes are, like, trying to, like, sedate her and shit. Party time. Mm-hmm. So was the ship itself possessed and no longer required the gravity drive? Did it ever? Maybe the whole thing was. Maybe every... We'll never know. Every bulkhead and fucking bolt on that ship was probably coated in hell juice. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean... Oh, man. Yeah. No, absolutely. They opened the doorway. Yeah. Roll credits. Play Prodigy. Though, I mean, that's not as scary now that it can't teleport me to the fucking hell dimension, because now it's just a spooky half-ship. Yeah, man, just fucking burn it. Throw it into the sun. I'm gonna park it on Earth. Open a B&B in there. Oh, that's true. 
I think even if they had left on their own ship, they would have still had the nightmares. You think so? Oh, yeah, they have PTSD. <laughs> Not just that. <laughs> yeah. They have to destroy the actual the drive. Right. Because while the drive is still, yeah. Well, too late. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So there is trivia. I only had like one bit mm. where I heard, and this might not even be trivia, this might just be a conspiracy, but this movie has a director's cut, right? It's like over two hours long. He was forced yeah. to cut it down like at least a half hour and all of it's like- the Snyder cut. And, yeah. yeah, incredibly gory. <laughs> Released a W.S. Anderson cut. But the really gory cut got lost in a salt mine in Transylvania where it degraded over time. And is now unwatchable. Uh, but there's also a secret VHS copy floating around somewhere. Go out on a lemon and say that's fake. <laughs> yeah. And also, what kind of world is this where you can't see the director's cut of this film? No no part of that makes sense. I just heard that they didn't maintain the archives for this movie, and they weren't able to do deleted scenes. That's all I heard. Yeah, because they put it in that salt mine in Transylvania. A salt mine. Instead of like in a like regular place. Do you place. hear yourself talk? <laughs> do you hear what you're saying right now? Do you mine salt? I don't know, but it's in Transylvania. I thought you just got it from like the beach and the desert, like in, a, in like a cave. Do you mine salt? Yes. Is salt something you mine? Oh, oh, sure, right. Spice? Oh, I think so. Actually, yeah. Do you mine salt? Maybe you do. Let's see. I got a few things. Uh, Sam Neil has an Australian patch on his space suit. Oh, it is. Huh. But instead of the Union Jack, he has an Aboriginal flag because he assumed that's what it would look like in 2047. Interesting. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Bruce Willis are both considered for Lawrence Fishburne's role. I think he was perfect. Turned it down, naturally. Lawrence Fishburne was perfect. Yeah, that would be awful. Uh, The ship was designed after an inverted reflection of the Notre Dame Cathedral. Interesting. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, a little bit of trivia. In the opening shot of the Event Horizon, you can actually see an X-Wing built into the uh, model. Really? (laughs) And a potentially a TV show that's never going to happen. And the original cut was NC-17. You know, mm-hmm. those old chestnuts. I also heard that it was maybe going to have aliens, but they, it was changed to a haunting style situation. I like that better, though. Cause, better. Yeah, it, it worked better. Yeah, once a monster shows up, you're like, all right, I'm not scared anymore. I don't know if they would have had the... Bu- I mean, this the budget was huge, but yeah. Well, that's not true. Yeah, that's but true. that's rare that it works like that. I mean, Alien is a monster movie. That movie's scary as fuck. And that's that's like a caged animal. That's like a cornered animal. I feel like, like once Godzilla comes out, no one's scared. Yeah. So here's the thing. Alien and Event Horizon, even though Alien is a creature feature, are both uh, cosmic horror. Yes. Because cosmic horror is the fear of the unknown. And the, the creature in Alien is, by given, mm-hmm. you know, true to its name, it is completely alien to humans. Like, we have no idea what this thing wants. Like, yeah. just to rule out aliens. Maybe they're just extra dimensional aliens. That just fucking hate our dimension. <laughs> right. Right. Who knows? Uh, Clive Barker worked on this a little bit. I heard that the FX guy was Bob Keen and he worked on the original Hellraiser. I'd be kind of pissed if I did all that. I'd be kind of <laughs> pissed if I did all the hell makeup and all I got was like 20 seconds of fucking rapid clips of all my shit. Yeah. I'd actually be kind of fucking. Yeah. Right. Instead of the full cut. They probably had to do the rapid clips. Everyone hates sex and gore. Someone was fisting their own mouth. And pulling out their insights. Hot. Yeah, someone's jerking off somewhere and they didn't want to do it for that long. I did read that Jason Isaacs wanted his uh, the body double to create it, like the little mold. Mm-hmm. He wanted to take that home and the FX people were like, uh, we still need it. Really? Buddy. For what? Jerking off? Yeah, I don't know. Give it to him. Better just put it up in his house. Well, 
That's probably what he wanted to do with it. Yeah, Nancy took the phone where Freddy Krueger's tongue came out. Gross. Yeah. So this movie didn't seem maybe like it had a big budget, but it kind of did. How much? Uh, $60 million. Oh, That's pretty decent back then. Yeah. And this was one of those movies that did way better in rentals than in the yeah. you know initial theatrical release. I was actually shocked to see how poorly it did. I remember hearing about it. I remember posters. Maybe the gore was just too much for regular folks. Yeah. So this is Ox is so mild by today's standards. Right, I know, right. right. <laughs> you know, now now so much could fly. It's so like PG thirteen compared to the fucking shit you see nowadays. Yeah. Sure. Like we didn't really get to see enough of like like you said, it was just rapid flashes of the gore yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah, there was blood, but like no one got like flayed in front of me. Yeah, take like a dark comedy show like The Boys. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> like one episode. Where they're just like ripping body parts off yeah. and like... People walking through someone's dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lasering people in half. I bet you watch DJ get like fucking cut up a bit and shit before they like, you know, hang him from the ceiling or whatever. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we didn't get to see any of that. Rude. The opening weekend it made like nine and a half million dollars. That's it. Yeah, not so good. Uh, the American gross was like 26 and a half, a little over. Ouch. And then worldwide, it was 42. Oof. Took a bath on this movie. Oof. I saw this in the movie theater. Good for you. You were part of that. That's me. What the year did it come out? August 17th, 97. Were we working at the theater then? We weren't. 97? Yeah, I was, we were. At least. I was. Were we? I don't think I was. Yeah. You worked there before me. Oh, no, I wasn't there until 98. So, one year before I got there. Yeah. Because that was, that was only like my senior year, I think. I yeah, my there. like junior year. So yeah. Oh yeah, I forget you guys are two years younger than me. Young bucks, Josh. Josh is the baby. I'm older than you. Oh, two thousand. Or no, I am. The- <laughs> yeah. So six point six out of ten on IMDb. It's low for this movie. Amazon, of course, like everything, four and a half stars. That's true. Rotten Tomatoes, twenty nine percent on the tomato meter, and then us. Uh, oh, critics hate movies like this, though. That's what I thought. I don't they sixty one percent audience score, but I don't really get it. Metacritic was only like thirty five, and the user score was like eight out of ten. Like critic critics are worthless when it comes to horror movies. Yeah, I think there were a lot of people like on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, like the critics, like they didn't get it, or it was more of the same, like a rehashing, but disgusting. What was it? It was on Joe Bob once, where like one of the, like like she asked a question or it's a letter or something, where it's like, what do you think about? There was I can't remember the word for it. It's like fancy horror, like horror de tour or something like that. And he was oh, like prestige horror, prestige yeah. horror, prestige horror. And he's like, oh, that's just the name for people who don't like horror when they like the horror, like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, it's a movie with social commentary. And he's like, all movies have social commentary. Right. <laughs> like, I think people just have to validate their every move. Yeah. Totally. So it's like, you know, oh, I don't want to be one of the bad people that's not like totally in touch with every single human being's personal like (laughs) preferences and interests and concerns. I watch high art. Oh, yeah. Right. Even when I watch horror movies. Hmm. Hmm. Let me get my monocle. Yeah. I don't even own a TV. There's that like horror heels community, which is like really weird to me. Because it's like, okay, I get it, but don't pretend we're not watching the Terrifier split a woman in half from, like, <laughs> her pussy to her brain. Oh. Yeah. Explain to me how Last House on the Left is healing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, to each their own. Yeah. I just like watching people get murdered for fun, so I guess that's weird. <laughs> Did you guys, you guys like it? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> not as much as I remembered. Yeah. It's definitely one of those movies that you think your memory of it is one thing, and then you watch it, and you're like, oh, yeah. 
But, you know, it's been tainted by time. You know, so many other things have come out since then that have done it better. Yeah. You're fools. I don't think I realized how, like, derivative it is in other movies. First few times I watched it, too. And this time I'm kind of like, mm, not as original as I thought it was. Yeah, well, now it's been used over and over. And it's not its fault. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Like, all movies are kind of derivative of other movies, too. So I don't hold it against it too much, but... Well, I thought it was great. There were times it looked a little less than realistic, but suspense was looming, and it started out a little slow. I did fall asleep the first time I had to watch it. <laughs> so did I. I fell asleep. Oh, I fell asleep during the screaming part, oddly enough. <laughs> but once it was going, I was like kind of on edge. I didn't want anyone to die, like the characters. Oh, no. Plus, it was filled with Hellraiser shit, which I was totally into. <laughs> I mean, I was just surprised you had never seen it. Yeah, same. Yeah. And it's, it's weird because it looks like it would have been really fun. And I would, rented all those space horror movies. That one time, Josh, you know, and we didn't get that one. So interesting. There's so many. There's so many. But there's so many. It's it's easy to believe you rented a whole five of them without actually landing on Event Horizon. Yeah. A million years ago. Hmm. But uh, do you think that Doctor Weir is still out there, like doing Cenobite shit, or do you think he got demoted back to hell for his failure? Oh, I think everyone was torn to ribbons, and they are not putting that much thought into it. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they could probably still use him for their nefarious purposes later on, right? I don't think that was Doctor Weir. I think Doctor Weir was like dead. His image. I think he got sucked out into space, and that guy with the whatever the hell entity was just using an image of him. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's rad. Agatha all along. I think Doctor Weir is floating out in space, crying about his dead wife who had no name. Oh, I like that. Maybe Mary. Mm-hmm. Maybe Mary. <laughs> Maybe Mary. Oh, some with an M. I thought it was an M. Let's see to the IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, her name was Claire. Not Mary. Sorry, Claire, that sucks. We didn't remember you at all. Rip. F. Maybe because she wasn't a character. She was a prop. <laughs> she had nice, nice under boob. Yeah, oh yeah, she had, she had some nipples. Some little teardrop titties. Yeah. What do you rate this film? I rate it um, one guar video out of Spaceship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ship was gone for seven years, so I'll give it a seven. Nice. Seven out of ten. Yeah. It's pretty high. I'll give it... 10 pseudocenobites showing sights. Out of how many? Out of 50. Whoa. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) 46. Maybe. Maybe 20. All right. Remember your scores for next time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the next flick is my pick. Oh. And this is so exciting. I'm ready. Oh, yeah. I know, Josh, you've already seen this before, but it's been a long time what is it Lay it on us i chose i know who killed me from 2007 starring Lindsay lohan Lindsay lohan ah art bell's in it he makes a special appearance joshua have i seen that i don't think i have seen that really i've seen reviews of it I've seen elvis the alien fucking talking about it if you ever watch his youtube channel yeah it's got some fucking weird shit in it but don't mm. clutch your little pearls yet you two um, <laughs> i have a very legal copy coming to both of you oh you. you bought me a copy of this movie? Yes, I bought it. Maybe I have seen it. I don't know. Oh, man. Lindsay Lohan. Is this before she went crazy? Yeah, this was like right as it started, I think, right? It was. I, I think it already started. Mm. I remember it coming out and being like shocked she was in another film. This is like her and she has like a fucking like twin that's like separated at birth oh, or something like that. that. And I think it's also yeah. supposed yeah. to be a horror movie, but I don't think it is. Thriller? It's, sure. <laughs> it's something. It's going to be great. It's bad. Yeah, I wish I had picked Hellraiser now, but... Well, next time. And if we watch Hellraiser, you'd have to watch, like, all... Yeah.
The first Hellraiser are actually put them to sleep. Just hmm. the beginning where they're loading their stuff in the house and have a perfect family. This is the whole movie is really, really fucking slow. It's dope. I love it. But you have just, to wait it's... for the sights and Uncle Frank to show up. And what sights? <laughs> I want to show you. <laughs> yeah. Those sights? Yeah. It's worth the wait. And watch all the Hellraiser movies. They're like all that. good. No matter what anyone says. No, no, thank you. I'll stop it too. How many are there? Did you say eight? No, they're the the original eight, and then they've made more without uh, Doug Bradley. Yeah, but I think there's like ten or eleven now. God. All right, gang. Well, tune in next time for I Know Who Killed Me, starring Lindsay Lohan. Don't forget, you can hear all our other episodes on intermissionpodcast.com, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes by searching for Intermission PC. We hope you like this episode, and we've earned a sub or a like or a rating or a share from you. But even if you just subscribe, then you don't have to worry about when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into media shit, you can follow us on Twitter, IntermissionPC, yeah. and Intermission underscore PC at Instagram. <laughs> was it that her evil twin killed her, or was it that like her what? evil twin poses to be her? Don't give it away. <laughs> you have to tune in next time. Or was it like, I thought we were done. No, no, I'm I'm ending it right now. Oh, okay. yes, you can also email us at intermissionpc666 at gmail.com. Any last plugs or mentions? No. No. Oh. Hellraiser. Two. Hellraiser. Yeah, watch them. Watch them all. Thank you so much for your time and listening to the show. Tune in next time for Lindsay Lohan action. Thank you, Mark. Well, Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. And uh, see you next time. Don't get on a haunted spaceship. Yeah. Later. So I think her sister dies, and she has the memories in her head because they're twins. She didn't know she was twin, right? Stop. All right, I'm stopping. It's either the evil twin did it, or like the evil twin.